I want to start with a testimony. When um, in about 2002, God directed me to go back to teaching. I had taught in Ohio. I did not have a certificate for Texas. I didn't know what I needed. And I went in 2002, the beginning of 2003, I substituted while I studied for my certificate test, took the test, passed. By 2003, I was a teacher. I had, my, I had a position. A couple years later, I ended up being um, what you might call the darling of the district, one of the darlings of the district. I was on a lot of committees. They thought I was doing a terrific job and wanted to know how I did it. Uh, the administration invited me to go to workshops. They invited me to help with workshops. I helped with the curriculum. I helped teach. I had, um, uh, what do you call it, practice teachers come into my room. They, my principal loved me. We had a great rapport. And then in about 2000, I think it was the beginning of 2005, 2006, the district asked my principal to go to another school. Now she wanted to take a team of people with her and I was one of the ones she wanted to take with her because we worked so well together. Well, that didn't happen because the way the situation worked out, the circumstances, was if I'd have gone to the other school with her, there'd have been no teachers left in my grade level that had any experience in that particular school. And we were a Title, title I school, which means that we had a lot of uh, children that needed extra help. So I had to stay behind. Now, uh, with that, I became team leader. And with that, I got three teachers, brand new, that were new to the district. One of them had some experience, but two did not. So I began with this group. Now, everything seemed to go well. But at the end of the year, when the standardized testing came, and I taught third grade, in third grade, that was the first year that your students had to take the standardized test. And in third grade, if you don't pass the reading portion of the test, at least this was when I was teaching, the student did not pass. So there was a lot of pressure. Well, when it came time for testing, it didn't go as well as planned. And it all came down on me. Now, I went from being the darling of the district to being the scum of the earth within hours. I mean, hours. And I got removed from all the committees I was on. They took away me being team leader. I had to deal with lies. Um, I lost all my friends, all of them. I'm I was trying to think this afternoon of anybody that stood with me, and I couldn't think of a one. It would be the where I would have to go to meetings, and I would walk down the hallway and run into administrators from the district, and they'd go to the other side, and the people that used to stop in my room and say hello wouldn't say a word to me. They would look the other way. I was treated like I had the plague. Now, I'm the kind of person I grew up that I can stand against the whole world if I know I'm right. But in this situation, I didn't know. I did not know if I had done the right thing or not. And I had no I had no evidence one way or the other. 
So I didn't have a leg to stand on. And it was some very dark days. Because it's one thing to stand up against the people that are against you if you know you're right. If you know in here you're right. It's not hard. But I didn't know. And I tell you what, I had a whole district that would love to tell me that I was wrong. So I came to a very dark time. And during that time was when I started getting up at 5 a.m. every morning. And I would go for a walk and I would pray. And then I would go teach and then I would come home and I'd fix my family dinner. And then I would go in my bedroom and I would read. I had to find some answers. And I want to show you what God showed me. I want you to go to Isaiah with me, Isaiah 53. Now remember, I'm in a situation here where I did not know if I was wrong or if I was right. I'm going to begin in verse 2. This is talking about Jesus on the cross. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And this next part, and when we shall see him, Jesus, on the cross, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised, despised, and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Jesus was despised by all men. Despised by all men. Now, I want us to turn to Psalm 69. This is a psalm about Jesus. And you will see verses in here that proves that this is Jesus. I'm going to begin in verse 6, though. And this is Jesus talking. Uh, in fact, if we go to verse 5, he says, O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. This verse in here used to bother me. But if you remember, the verse in the New Testament says, He who knew no sin became sin. So when Jesus is here saying, um, My sins are not hid from thee, he's talking about our sins on his body. Actually, in the translation, mine's not in there. But this is our sins on Jesus. Now, let's go on. Verse 6. Let not them wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Now look at this. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach, shame has covered my face. Jesus said, shame has covered my face. Jesus. Now, I want you to consider this for a moment. And I was praying about this this afternoon. Stephen, death, is in the Bible. It's in Acts 7. Do you know Stephen didn't die in shame? Amen. Stephen did not die in shame. In fact, it says Stephen said, I see the Son of God standing at the right hand of power. Amen. He did not die in shame. He died with his chin up. He died looking up into heaven. He knelt down. Prayed, Father, forgive them, and then he fell asleep. Stephen did not die in shame. Jesus did. Jesus did. Amen. Let's read on. Verse 7, because for thy sake I have borne reproach, shame has covered my face. 
I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. This is proof. It's Jesus. For the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Remember in Matthew, it talks about this verse, and it refers to Jesus in, in the temple. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. The reproaches that, re, the reproaches that reproach thee are fallen upon me. This is Jesus talking. Jesus died in shame. He said the reproaches, the blame, the insults, the, the rebukes of toward God, God put on Jesus. You know, in the situation I was in, like I said, I didn't know if I was right or wrong. But you know what these verses brought me to a place? And I saw it didn't matter. It did not matter. You know why? Because Jesus died in shame. You know whose shame he had on his face? Mine. Mine. Jesus died. He said, shame has covered my face. It was my shame that covered him. Let's go on. Let's go down to verse 19. This is Jesus speaking. He said, thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. This is Jesus talking. Thou hast known my reproach, my blame, my insults, my rebukes, my disgrace. He said, and my shame and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before thee. And look what happened to Jesus. Reproach has broken my heart. This is Jesus. Reproach, the dishonor, the, the rebukes, the insults, the disgrace. Broke Jesus' heart. Broke Jesus' heart. You know what? In the situation I was in, I had a broken heart. Everybody that I knew had turned their back on me. But Jesus said, I am full of heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity. This is Jesus on the cross. He said, I looked for some to take pity. But there was none. He said, I looked for comforters. But I found none. And then the, the 21, they gave me also gall for my meat. And in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Now we know that's Jesus. We know that is Jesus. He looked for pity, but there was none. He looked for comforters, but there was none. You know, that was the position I was in. That was the position I was in. I had no answers. But do you know what? I saw that it did not matter. If I had been wrong, if I did something wrong that year, you know what? It was dealt with on the cross. It was dealt with on the cross. If I had sinned against the teachers and my students, it was dealt with on the cross. And not only did Jesus carry my sin, he carried the shame. He carried the shame that I felt I was in because I didn't know. Do you know what a glorious thing that is? That Jesus carried our shame? Do you know that the, when Jesus was dead and buried and then he raised again, that blood of his justified us, correct? 
What is justification? Justification means just as if you have never committed the sin. Well, if it's just as if you have never committed the sin, then there's no shame. Where would the shame be? If it is just as if you have never committed the shame. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. There's no shame. The shame was dealt with on the cross. So we have nothing that we, if we're justified, then there is no shame. And you know what? I came through that situation. I never found out in my heart whether I was right or wrong, but it came to the place where I didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I was able to walk the halls and I was able to do my job just like I had been doing. And I was able to stand against a whole district that really wanted me to fall. And you know, at the end of the year, there was some vindication. The, the, the woman that took my position, that, that took the team leadership, um, really wasn't all that kind to me that year, that the next year that, that she was team leader. But at the end of that year, the last day of school, I remember I got home and, and I pulled in the driveway and there was a sense of relief that at least for eight weeks, I didn't have to deal with these people. And I didn't have to deal with the situation. But I got out of my car and I was headed into the house and I got a phone call. It was from her. And I was surprised she called me, but she said, Kathy. She said, I just came out of the meeting of, in a meeting of the administration. Said, okay. She said, you know what? They're doing the same thing to me that they did to you. You know, I didn't smile. I didn't laugh. I didn't say, ha ha. The only thing I could tell her was, that's sad to be you. I said, it's too bad for you. That's the only thing I could tell her. You know, the next year they did do to her what they did to me. But you know what? She had one friend. She had one friend that stayed with her, and that was me. Because I saw what happened and I stayed with her. And you know what? We both overcame. And, and I left. I left when I needed to. And I left with my honor intact, frankly. So I just want to show you that Jesus bore our shame. We don't have to be ashamed. And we don't have to feel the reproaches because they were put on the body of Jesus. Thank God.